Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little food for thought and a little bit of a mindset for this week, just like I do every week. So, this week we are just days removed from two awesome events. The first already happened and the second's about to happen. So in terms of what already happened, uh, this past weekend, Friday night at the Melrose Ballroom in Astoria, Queens, we had Flex Fights 13. And once again, I got to be part of the production there. I'll touch on that in a few minutes. Uh, the other event that's coming up this coming Sunday is the next Challenge of Champions tournament, Challenge of Champions 49. So both subjects I wanted to touch on a little bit. So let's start by going to Flex Fights 13. So once again, an amazing experience. We had a couple of things that were different and unique about this show as opposed to others in the past. Uh, the first being the venue, obviously. Um, when it came to the venue, this is our first time at Melrose Ballroom. Uh, it's the first time I've ever, ever even been there. I know others have been there before and obviously people like, uh, like Drew Park, our ring announcer, he lives out in Queens, so obviously he's been to Melrose, Melrose Ballroom before. But nonetheless, first time ever to the venue. So we had that uh, our own uh, unique challenges there in terms of learning the venue. How is it going to be set up? Where were things going to be? Those type of normal things that you have anytime you're in a new place. And this was no different. You know, obviously production and our owners had a pretty good idea as to where they were going to put everything but you know figuring out the logistics of you know where are we going to sit as uh, as broadcasters where are we go which entrance are we going to go in and out of the cage with um, how are we going to get the fighters from in the cage to the out of the cage area where we want to do our exit interviews that I was this time going to be doing uh, with my broadcast partner TJ Ragusa and uh, his and our, our other broadcast partner uh, David Potter. Right. I got to meet David Potter for the first time. Again, all these logistical things that, again, they make sense. They uh, they're the kind of things that we were going to go across anyway. But there were new wrinkles that we needed to work out a little bit. Not a bad thing, just is what it is. So to that end, uh, another unique thing that we had this time was uh, thanks to a very good friend of mine, we were able uh, to have a pretty cool promotion, a pretty cool sponsor. Uh, the brand Untuck It, the men's clothing brand, sponsored us for this event uh, and they gave all of the production crew uh, some free shirts to wear for the production so we could look uh, that much better as we were on camera. So they gave us uh, a shirt for each for each staff member who was going to be each male staff member who was going to be on camera so uh, that was a whole other thing we had a great experience going to untuck it uh, dealing with their sizing specialist and going through their process uh, we made a really really cool video i think it came out wonderfully on uh, on social media and um it's on not only did i share it in my Instagram story, but it's also on Flex Fight's main page, uh, and a lot of the other Flex guys shared it as well, so you can catch it there. 
uh, just a great promotional piece that we did as we were getting our, our sponsorship from Untuck It. So um, that was another great, great thing that happened that we were pretty psyched about and gave them plenty of love on social media for the sponsorship opportunity. But uh, it, the whole day in and of itself was cra the, the typical craziness that I would expect it to be. I was unfortunately, uh, for this fight card, I wasn't able to make the weigh-ins like I generally like to, which is my opportunity to get to meet some of the fighters and uh, get to interact with them a little bit, ask them the questions that I want to ask them, and these type of things. So I have a little bit more to talk about, and I know a little bit more as to what to look out for when it comes to calling their fights. So didn't get to do that. So I had to do some of my research online, um, thankfully, the promotion has them fill out this like information sheet the day of the weigh-ins and the unfortunate nature of mixed martial arts is you do get some people who English is not their first language. So like one particular fighter was fighting for I, I believe the bantamweight title and he's Portuguese uh, or rather he's Brazilian so he speaks Portuguese. So he goes to fill out this thing and it's in English. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He doesn't really have something to write there. So Thankfully, this particular fighter I've commented on before, so I had notes on him already. But nonetheless, um, created that, that in and of itself created a challenge. So, overcome that challenge. Get my notes done from the, their notes sheets, as well as from what I can find out online. So, that aspect, one challenge in and of itself. Then, uh, with the Untucket shirts, uh, it all kind of came together I don't want to say last minute, but a little more last minute than I think any of us would have liked it to be. So as a result, uh, what happened is the shirts were not able, we weren't able to get the shirts out to the guys, like shipped out to the guys. Instead, someone had to go pick them up. So I went and picked them up <laughs> since I set up the Untucker promotion. So my day consisted of me going to the barber, which I needed to anyway, uh, but getting that done right before the fights. Then uh, getting home, get the, getting the last of my notes done, packing my stuff and heading on my merry way. Once I headed on my merry way, I headed to Roosevelt Field Mall, where the Untucket store was. Get to the Untucket store, see my contact there, my friend, and uh, she did an amazing job as per usual. She freshly steamed all the shirts for us, so uh, our guys got fresh pressed shirts uh, in garment bags and everything, ready to rock. From there, I go from the Roosevelt Field Mall. I start making my way to Queens. I had made a promise to one of my friends who owns one of the schools in Queens, who uh, opened a school uh, a couple of years ago, not long before COVID, and I haven't had the opportunity to see his school in person. And I made mention of the fight card in front of him. He's like, well, if you're gonna be right there, you know, in Long Island City, Astoria, in that area, my school's right there. I he said, you should stop by. I said, okay. So I made that promise. So of course I stopped by. But it's Queens. <laughs> so the traffic was awful. Uh, driving through the area was awful. Getting to his school. And again, I'm using awful as a relative term here. In terms of someone who does a lot of my driving on the LIE, we're sure there's traffic during commuter times. It's not like in Queens where there's a light on every single block. And because there's a light on every single block, you've got to stop every 30 seconds to wait at a stoplight. And you know, on Long Island, we got parking everywhere. 
right? Queens, not as much. So I park, I find a spot to park. I get into his school, take a big old look around, chat with him for a while about it, about some things I have going on, things he has going on. And that went great. Then motor my way over to the venue. As soon as I get over to the venue, um, find my broadcast partner. I find, T uh, I find TJ. I uh, find our, our Noah broadcast partner who was doing some other things this time, Zandra Fit. And Zandra uh, was doing some crowd interviews. So she was talking to some of the, the like social media personalities and so forth who were there. Um, we had um, a whole bunch of people in attendance that, that were pretty cool. I, I, I could list them, but it, would, it was a crazy amount of time. <laughs> that it would take to list them. Um, then we kind of go through this whole process where TJ shows me where he set up for the exit interviews. Uh, we go through like a game plan as to how we're going to get the fighters from where we need them to where we're going to take them. And then it's like, oh man, it's almost showtime. So being almost showtime, we start to get dressed to get ourselves ready. Uh, get dressed. Before we know it, it's showtime. And we got to go. And it was a spectacular night of fights, as per usual. Um, as per usual, things generally went off without a hitch. Also, one thing that's kind of par for the course is uh, when, and no matter how much planning you do, silly stuff goes wrong. Silly stuff. When I say silly stuff, things you can't predict. You know, two fighters are grappling against the cage, and one, kid, one guy's foot like gets caught in the cover of the padding and in doing so unties the lace of the padding <laughs> so now in between rounds the referee notices that the pad is is like not obviously falling off but like it's untied and it's loose now and it's like the padding can come away from the cage base well obviously it's a safety issue we can't continue to fight so there's like four people scramble out to try to retie this thing as quick as they possibly can in between rounds you know the kind of stuff that's that's life that that's, you just can't possibly predict for uh, the broadcast goes wonderfully. Um, we had some technical issues with TJ's headset in the very beginning. But other than that, uh, I thought things went really, really well as far as the preliminary card. We made a very quick quick transition into the main card. We had uh, an intermission with some of the, the, the uh, local celebrities. We had um, a, a blogger by the name of Bizkit. Uh, we had another social media personality. Um, Right from Queens, uh, a gentleman by the name of, of Nems, uh, who's made some big-time social media, uh, so social media videos and so forth. So um, he was all psyched to be there. He was getting the crowd going and so forth in between. And then we got the fighters. Uh, we got the the main card going. And while that was being done. Me and TJ just kind of set up our audio, tested it, and make sure everything was perfect. And uh, before we knew it, it was time to go. The one beautiful thing about how this venue was set up is three floors. So the third floor is kind of shut off from the other two. Just the staircase will get you there. So because of that, um, in that upper floor, there's TVs, and the TVs were running the live stream of the fights. So though it would have been a giant pain in the neck for us to get from that third floor all the way back down to watch the fights, we could watch the fights right there on the TV without having to try to scramble. So uh, me and TJ were going up and down, getting our fighters, bringing them up, and all went well. We were able to catch everybody. Um, 
like, oh, I skipped over David Potter. I don't know. I've, I could imagine to skip over David Potter. Uh, met him for the first time. He had done commentary flex a time or two before, uh, but this is my first chance working with him. Uh, very intelligent guy, very passionate guy. And man, this guy, it was very, very into what we were doing. Very animated the whole time. Very high energy. He was a lot of fun to work with. Uh, he happened to know a couple of the fighters in the main card. So we did, two, he and I did two of the exit interviews together. And then TJ and I did the rest. Um, but the exit interviews went off really, really well. We streamed them live on Instagram Live. Uh, and at the same time, we also saved them. Uh, TJ recorded them uh, on his laptop in a way that I thought was really cool. And he's going to be releasing those over time so people get them with a higher production value, which just overall is pretty cool. Um, and main event did not disappoint. Spectacular fight. Um, you know, I, I don't want to talk about... Uh, the, always when it comes to, to judging in mixed martial arts, it's a subjective thing. And it's one of those things I feel like as an educated martial artist, uh, for me to reflect on a fight that I only watched live so far, and I'm there with the crowd, feeling the energy of the room and so forth, I feel like that that always sways somebody. So I think the best way for you to make any commentary on a decision or anything is to step back and watch the fight, record it a second or third time, and then you'll have a little better idea as to what you agree with, um, you know. Some people weren't 100% happy with the decision that was made. Like I said, I'm going to reserve judgment until I get to watch the fight a second time. Um, but other than, other than <laughs> the uh, little bit of, uh, uh, we'll call it a disagreement ab about that decision in another, another one or two, um, the night went off without a hitch. Um, then broke everything down as quickly as we could, got ourselves out of there. Uh, and it was just, again, just as per usual, a wonderful, wonderful night. High energy, uh, just a great show as always. The fighters put on a spectacular show. The production quality continued to be super high quality. Um, I, I really think, I mean, I, it sounds you know, precocious to say this to someone who's involved in the production, but I think that the production of Flex Fight Series rivals the production of many of the professional higher level shows that's out there. Um, I, I just think that's something that we can hang our hats on, Flex. Um, but that brings me to a conversation that we had uh, at the Untucket event. And after we went to the Untucket event, we got the shirts, picked out what we wanted, blah, blah, blah. We were having a conversation, all the guys who went, the six of us who went. Um, and we're having lunch and we're having a conversation. And matchmaker Chris Machi said this sentence, and it really spoke to me. He said, as far as our production, as far as our broadcast, I believe we are competing with ourselves. And that spoke to me, because to me, that's what the best people always do, is even if they think they're far and away the best at whatever it is they're doing, they're always trying to do better than they were, right? Think about, you know, someone super innovative like Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk is not satisfied with the first Model 3 that he put off the production line. Every Model 3, every year, he tries to make it a little bit better, right? The initial range of the, of the initial Model 3 pales in comparison to today's Model 3s, 
Why? Because he always wants what he's doing to be done the best it can possibly be done. I don't think that a lot of lower level businesses or unsuccessful people think that way. I think you know, people who are unsuccessful do a little more of the keeping up with the Joneses, of the, the playing the Me Too game. Oh, that successful person is doing that? Well, I'm going to do that too. And I just don't think that that's a secret to success. I think instead, success comes from doing stuff differently than that. Doing, having the better mindset of competing with yourself. Right? So often when people play the Me Too game, they fail at it. They fail at it miserably. You know, and if you pay attention to business, you see this frequently. When you see one company does something, and then suddenly other people try to do the same thing, and then it doesn't work out as well. Right? For example, some of you guys are probably old enough to remember when Netflix first was a thing. And at first, if you remember about Netflix, it was an online DVD rental system. So you would order online the DVDs that you want, and they would be sent to you. And they had a very st small streaming library. And Blockbuster saw the handwriting on the wall and realized, uh-oh, people can just Netflix these movies. They can just, rather than coming to our store, they can just go online and order the one that they want and just magically get it. It'll just show up on their house on a Friday, you know, on, on two days later or whatever. Oh, we need to start a service like that. But they were behind the eight ball. And because they were behind the eight ball, they lost uh, that game. And as a result, there are no more blockbusters. I think maybe there's one somewhere. Why? They played Me Too. They didn't try to compete with themselves and, made, and made didn't try to make themselves better at what they do. They tried to just copy what somebody else was doing. But the mindset of a martial artist is exactly that mindset of competing with yourself, of making sure that whatever you're doing you're doing it to the best of your ability and you're doing it better than you've ever done it. Right? That's something that I know I pride myself on and I think it's something that most martial artists pride themselves on. Right? Let's use the 5K that I did with my school as an example. I knew about how long it was taking me to, to run that 3.1, 3.2 miles when I was training for the 5K, when I was... I was you know, putting my work in beforehand. I knew about how long it was for me to do those things, you know, when I was running that amount of time. And I knew, yeah, sure, I had the hindrance of having my dogs with me or bringing my one dog back home and then turning around. So I knew maybe it was, you know, a slightly generous, you know, extra 15 or 20 seconds. I knew that. But I wasn't going to be satisfied with even being at that time less those 10 or 15 seconds. I knew that I wanted to be well in advance of that. I wanted to push, and I wound up shaving uh, my average my average time. I wound up shaving about thirty seconds off my average mile time, which was, in my opinion, pretty good. I was pretty happy with that because what happened? I competed with myself. I wasn't happy with how I was doing things, or I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satiated. I kept moving forward. I kept progressing. And to me, that's martial arts in a nutshell. I would not be satisfied if my jiu-jitsu was at the same level right now that it was at six months ago or even a year ago. Right? By the same token, the same is true with all the rest of my skills. And I think that's what martial artists do. If 
you're doing the same number of push-ups for forever, I don't think you're feeling great about yourself as a martial artist. I think as a martial artist, you're always trying for more. And the fact that Chris said that about what we're doing at Flex, in fact, that we're competing with ourselves and trying to do the things that we had done already better or adding things to take the things we're doing to an even higher level or higher quality, to me, that spoke to me with that martial arts mindset of always competing with ourselves. I mean, <laughs> I made tease Drew Park about his, his awesome outfits. It's not really a tease, though, because I mean it. The guy's got an amazing fashion sense. But I feel like Drew Park is always trying to up his fashion game. Every time I see him, always trying to be more fashionable. I think it comes to his announcing, he's always trying to do it better. I feel the same way about TJ that I do the broadcasting with. I think he's always trying to do it better. The same thing with the producers of our show. The same thing with our film crew, with our DJ. And I think so with our martial artists who are competing too. I think everybody who plays a part in Flex is always trying to up the level. Always trying to compete with themselves and do what they already do better. I, felt this, I feel the same way too. I, to me, that's who I am as a person. I'm always trying to do better than I did before at everything. I'm not satisfied if I'm teaching as good as I was six months ago. That's not what a martial artist does. They want to be better than they were a month ago, a week ago. They want to constantly be better. Why? Because that's progress. That's how we move forward in life. Right? That is, that is the unstopping momentum of life. It's continuing to try to move forward. I want to touch briefly on the COC before I let you guys go for today. So we have our tournament upcoming this Sunday. As you guys know, one of my absolute favorite days of the year. I have a very big number of my students competing this year, a very high percentage. I think something like 15% of my school is competing, which is a pretty big amount for me. Um, and I'm psyched. The people who are, who are competing, I've been training really hard. And they're really focused on going out there and putting an absolute awesome, awesome show on. Uh, and th they've been training hard. They've got the right mentality. And it's going to be a great day. I'm really pumped for it. But again, what is this all about? Competing with ourselves, Competing with our own fears and self-doubts. And with our ability to prepare and these type of things. So again, related right back into our topic. I'll review that next week. We'll talk about COC next week. Um, but before I sign off here, just a little thought, a little good vibe I want you guys to send out there. If you guys can think of my student Lily this week, who you've heard on the podcast before. Um, she was injured at a minor league baseball game late last week uh, to the degree where she will not be able to do this Sunday's tournament. Um, so if you guys can just keep her in your thoughts of me, if you're someone who says a prayer for someone, you know, she could use it. Um, she's, she, she'll be fine. But still, just a traumatic experience my, my little one went through. Um, so, like I said, just put that positive thoughts out there for me, please. Beyond that, my friends, that is all I have for you. As always, you can please leave a rate and a review. It just helps. Subscri subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. But most importantly, share the podcast. The more ears hearing, the better. Beyond that, as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Um, like I've said many a times, make sure you go to my Instagram. You can see my link tree, which has links to everything that I take part in. So by all means, go and take a look. Other than that, until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.